the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. In our relationships, particularly with family and close friends, we mean well when we say something, yet sometimes our words offend or we say hurtful things we wish we had not said. Once words are spoken, they cannot take them back. Even when we admit our wrongdoing, apologize, and ask for forgiveness, the words not forgotten. If only we would always ask God to guard our tongue and compel us to think before we speak. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander imparts how to communicate God's way. Pray now that you speak through your servant. Uh, I repent of my sins of thought, deeds, words, actions, motives that fall short of the glory of God. I humble myself in holy contrition before you, asking you to enable me, empower me, to strengthen me, to preach to this vast congregation in person as well as around the nation and world. Thank you for this divine privilege that I do not deserve. Let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of God has to say in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, you may be seated in the presence of God. And as you are being seated, we would like for you to turn to the book of Colossians, the church at Colossae. And uh, chapter 4, verse 6, we started with this particular passage on last Sunday. This is part two of the message that we began on last Sunday. It's a two-part series, and it was too much to to do in one setting. Uh, so we decided to divide it up so that you can can grasp it better and, and not be rushed in the things of God, uh, the sacredness of Scripture. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Again, Colossians 4, 6, let your conversation, say conversation. Conversation. Say conversation again. Thank you. Let your conversation be always full of grace, Season with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. And from this particular verse, uh, we want to preach Christ-centered communication within your family. Christ-centered communication within your family, part two. We will always be working on how to improve our communication As children, we'll be working on our communication as singles and husbands, wives, how to communicate in our homes, in our church, in the workplace, and with those who cross our path in life. Communication is a critical component in families. Uh, Families survive through if the communication is, is in line with Scripture, or it becomes disastrous because it's full of 
selfishness and very injurious. And if we do not know how to effectively communicate with one another, we are destined to have strife if we do not know how to communicate as husband and wife, children, siblings, in-laws, uncles, aunts, and on and on it goes, co-workers, uh, church members. There'll be more animosity, more arguments. There'll be more confusion, misunderstandings. If we don't know how to communicate, there will be more strife, broken relationship, and even divorce. Especially during this pandemic, where families have been working from from the home together virtually for an indefinite period of time. Children have been attending school virtually and everyone is in each other's space uh, in many homes. Maybe there's a two bedroom apartment and you got five or six people there and not enough tablets or laptops and all of these things. And just, it's just not conducive for learning. As long as we have a sin nature, As long as we live in a corrupt world, as long as there's a devil lurking around who is using everything at his disposal to drive an immense wedge to destroy our relationship with Christ, he wants to destroy our marriage and family. Communication will always be a work in progress. You, 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 you'll never arrive to the place, uh, get to the place to say, you know what? I can't speak any better than I'm speaking. Uh, I got it. I'm clicking on all cylinders when it comes to my conversationing. Uh, you, you're about to get yourself in trouble because there was only one person ever walked this earth that communicated perfectly 100% of the time while on earth. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Can I get a big amen on that? <laughs> Everybody, all the rest of us are failures when it comes to communication. What is communication? This is you know, that school teacher part of me when I taught school. I always did a little review. And don't you just close your way out. He said that last week. No, 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 no. Let, let's review just a tidbit. And then we're going to thrust forward because we, uh, this is so critical. What is communication? Let's, you have a number of people that weren't here last week. Uh, communication is importing or sharing of ideas. It is the importing or sharing of ideas, of views, feelings. It is, it is the sharing of thoughts and exchanging information between individuals with the desired outcome of understanding uh, through speaking, writing, of some other means of expression. I reiterate, communication is importing or sharing of ideas, views, feelings, thoughts, and exchanging information between individuals with a desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, are some of a means of expression. Applying and integrating the word of God in our speech will elevate our speech to the glory of God. Applying and integrating the word of God in our speech will elevate our speech. When you apply the word of God and integrate the word of God in your speech, it will enrich your speech, your conversation. It will mature our conversations, which will 
help us to be better at connecting and relating to one another, to the glory of God. Uh, how, how do we effectively communicate in a way that glorifies Christ? How do we effectively communicate in a way that glorifies Christ? I'll review one point here, and everything else is going to be new insights for living. But this one is critical, so it's worth repeating. Uh, To communicate in a way that glorifies Christ, you must first have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. When you have the life of God living in your soul, he helps you, he enables you to communicate in a way that glorifies and honor him. Only the Lord can break down barriers that impede one's ability to communicate. God, the Lord Jesus Christ, he breaks down the spirit of pride. He breaks down the spirit of confusion. He breaks down uh, the, the spirit of hardness and open uh, your eyes, your blinded eyes, and open your hearts and break down selfishness and bad attitude and sarcasm and mockery. All of these things God transforms when you have come into a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Without Christ, you can do absolutely nothing. Healthy communication comes as a result of being delivered from the slavery of sin. It comes from being delivered from the slavery of sin. Colossians 1.13 says he has delivered us from the dominion, the rulership of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. God takes us out of darkness into light. God, God, God rescues us. He saves us. He, he redeems us uh, from the power and penalty of sin. When God transformed the heart, only then will the words of our mouth be acceptable and pleasing before him. I reiterate, when God, when God transforms the heart, only then will the words of our mouth be acceptable and pleasing unto him. Number two is the new insights for those of you who were patient in listening. Number two, how do we effectively communicate in a way that glorifies Christ? Our Lord will bless the conversations of families who worship together. Our Lord will bless the conversations of families who worship together. Psalms 95, 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. A family that worships together stays together. Worship is so essential for families. It, it is so essential for individuals. It is, it is essential for us as a family. It is essential for us as individuals of, of the family and collectively. When families apply biblical principles they have learned, it ushers us into a spirit of unity and worship in the family. You just can't hear truth, then write truth, and then close it up and just don't apply it. It, Applied truth is what brings spiritual growth and spiritual maturity. What is worship? A family that worships together, when you're praying together, uh, when you're talking about the things of God together, 
when you're interacting about God? What is worship? Worship is so essential for families, individual and collectively. When families apply biblical principles they have learned, it ushers in a spirit of unity in the family. Worship is an attitude of the heart. Worship is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise. It is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise, thanksgiving, and adoration to God. Worship is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise, thanksgiving, and adoration to God. Uh, Worship is to magnify the Lord and adore the Most High God. Worship is to magnify and adore the Most High God with all of our inner being, with all of our body, soul, and spirit. You know what worship? Worship is actually to interact with God. It is to interact with God. It, it, worship is to elevate God, to make his name great, to elevate God, to elevate his name, his person. Uh, it is to celebrate God. That's what we have been doing here. We've been celebrating God through praise dance. We've been celebrating God through the word of God, through prayers, through singing, through, through poems, all kinds of things. That's worship, celebrating Christ, honoring Christ, and acknowledging his deity, that he alone is God and worthy of our highest praise. Therefore, when you genuinely worship, you will experience him in your personal life and family. Thirdly, you are wise indeed if you think before you speak. How do we effectively communicate in a way that glorifies Christ? Uh, If you want to glorify Christ in your speech and in your conversation, you are wise beyond your days if you learn to just think before you speak. Psalms 141.3 says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Not the other person's mouth. It's not the other person's mouth. It's, you don't have control of those other mouths, but you do have control over my mouth. Say my mouth. My That's right. Say my tongue. My That's right. Then, thank you. This says, keep watch over the doors of my lips. Beloved, you have to literally pray and ask the Lord to muzzle your mouth and lips. You ever seen a, mu- a dog that's muzzled like a, like a rock waller? And what? You don't just say, oh, let me stick my hand through the nose and just touch his nose and just rub it. You don't even think about it because you know you'll be one finger short. <laughs> that dog is muzzled for a reason because that dog will growl, he will bite, and you'll be one finger less. Muzzle my mouth and lips and help and help you will help you to think wisely before you speak. If you neglect praying before you speak, if you neglect praying before you speak, you will make an unholy mess that will be very difficult to clean up. You need to ask God to help you to practice thinking before you speak. That is so, 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 so critical. Uh, if you speak before you think, you will talk yourself into trouble and make unnecessary statements that could hurt and wound a person deeply, which could take years for them to recover from. Once those words are spoken, you can never get them back. 
That's, that's what makes it so uh, 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 horrible. Once those were, you can't say, oh, I'm going to give them a back. Abracadabra. Oh, abracadabra, nothing. Can't get it back. It's out there. It's out there. What you text, what you, whatever you do, uh, uh, social media, email, that stuff is out there. That's why you shouldn't be addicted to it. When you want it too much, you'll talk yourself in trouble electronically as well. Uh, number four, ask the Lord to teach you how to give soft, spirit-filled answers. Ask the Lord how to give you soft, spirit-filled answers. Proverbs 15, one, 15, chapter 15, verse 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. You can say, uh, sure, what you want? Well, no, that's, that's wrong. Uh, huh? Well, yeah, come on. And then some of you guys, you, if you're going to conversate, you've got to just, you can't say, yeah, no, uh-huh, uh-uh, maybe, I'll see. Come on, make a sentence. For heaven's sake, make a sentence. Then learn some paragraphs. <laughs> Connect those sentences together. Connect a good night. And some of you are just normally loud. And see, I don't know, it's amazing. Look like the smaller you are and the, the, the louder you are. Ooh, I mean, you don't, you don't mean to hump you, you. You don't mean to hump you just loud. You just talk loud. And I, I talk to people, and, and sometimes uh, I'm, I don't want to say where I am or where, but I, I say, you know, I, I'm not hard of hearing. They can hear you across the street. I have very good hearing. You know, please uh, t- tone it down. Some of us, and, 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 and you guys who are big and you're tall and you got those robust voices, you have to really be uh, intentional about toning your voice down. Because you're already intimidating because you're already 6'3", 6'4". You got this great big voice and you don't mean any harm, but it's just, it just comes out. Too much of it. it too much of you come out. <laughs> you will get more out of any conversation when you speak softly, tenderly, gently. Calmly, don't, don't don't talk in a panic. Every time you talk, everything's a panic. I mean, you panic about everything. It's gonna be all right. The light bulb. Oh, the light bulb went out. Well, okay, put it on the grocery list. Now, if the toilet paper roll is up, yeah, this is another kind of problem, but. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep calm. Keep, keep calm. Speak lovingly. Don't be rough or sharp, abrasive, or your spouse speak to you and you don't even respond. You're non-responsive. That's mean. That's evil. Also, the tone of your voice will create either a turbulent a peaceful atmosphere in your conversation. Your tone creates the atmosphere of your home. 
your tone. How's your tone? Have you had a have you had a tone check? Your tone. Your tone. Number five, for Christ-centered communication, you need to ask yourself the question. For Christ-centered communication, you need to ask yourself the question. Is what I'm about to say edifying or is what I'm about to say destructive? Is it edifying? Which say, what does edify mean? Is it going to build the person up, minister the person, refresh the person, encourage the person, or is it going to be destructive, tear down, wound, be injurious? If it is destructive, I got a question. Then why are you so intent on saying it, knowing how destructive what you're about to say is going to be? Destructive language is always of the devil. Okay? If it's not going to refresh, if it's not going to build up, if it's not going to encourage, if it's not going to edify, why are you going to say it? Say it. That's of the devil. It is not of God. Proverbs 18, 21, eight says, death and life, life are in the power of the tongue. You can speak and you can kill a person's dreams. You're so destructive, you kill their motivation to learn. You, 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 you cause folk to become a recluse or they're on the edge and they commit suicide. That's why you got to be, be careful how you talk to people. You don't know the state of mind they are in. You don't know the state of mind they are in. You don't know what they're about to do. They can look so good and don't be uh, making a fuss over people, how smart they are and how good they look and how gifted they are. And that person could go out and jump off a, a building and kill himself. And you're just uh, distraught because you wouldn't think that person could do that. And you you you're so busy trying to pamper them and ooh and awe on them and realize they're in a hot mess and you don't even know it. It doesn't cost you one dime to be encouraging. It didn't cost you one dime to be nice. It didn't cost you that. Number six, a spirit of anger is one of the greatest barriers to healthy communication. The spirit of anger is one of the greatest barriers to healthy communication. Ephesians 4.31 says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Wrath means to be fierce. Wrath is to boil over. We deal with a wrathful person. That's a person that's furious. They're not just angry. They're just furious. They're off the chain. They They are violent. Beloved, if you're around someone like this, then run for your life, take cover, get out of their way, and don't say a word because they are fools. You can't correct a fool. You can't teach a fool. You get out of their way. That's why I said, don't be honking your horn at these folk ahead of you. If, if, if they missed, you missed the red light, they, they, they missed the light, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Hopefully they'll catch it by the next time uh, the light change again. That might be life and death for you. Life and death. Uh, don't, don't, don't do finger exchanges. Don't do that. Don't do that. And by the way, when you talk, keep your hands down. Don't put it up. You just watch it. Keep your hands down and don't you dare put your hands in your husband's or wife's face. 
Then not. And, and you don't threaten. You do this again, I'm going to divorce you. Ooh, you think that that's terrible. You do that again, no more sex for three months. Ooh, look what he just said. Pastor, yeah, I said they, they all. It's all in the schools, all in these books. It's all over the internet, and all everybody else talking about it. But when you get to the church, ooh, don't don't say the s word. My child's hearing is innocent. They don't know nothing about that. Huh? Don't you fool yourself. They can educate you. get out of a wrathful person's way there's no telling what will come out of their mouth your speech will be disrespectful offensive and disgusting your words will bring harm and you will crush the spirit of those who love you most when you are wrathful and full of anger And those kinds of things. Many couples argue and fuss so much until it has become the norm in their marriage. Everything's an issue. They simply coexist in tension and strife. Galatians 5.15 says, if you bite and vow each other, watch out, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org, where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.